Hello and welcome to Just a Guy and his journey back to God. So today we're in Mark 5, but before we go there, let's go to God in prayer. Father, I thank you for today. I thank you for all that you are and who you are. I thank you that you talk to us through your word and, and to us personally through your spirit. Saying, Father, I just am praying for today as we read that we would hear your voice, that you would be the one that we hear and understand, and that you would be glorified by our actions and how we apply your teachings. So, Father, I lift up this time, I lift up this day to you. I pray, Holy Spirit, for you to open our hearts, our minds, and our spirits that we would understand more deeply. We would love you more completely and that we would love our neighbors as ourselves. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So, Mark 5, it's a uh, interesting, to me it's very interesting, simply because Jesus doesn't say a lot, but he does a lot. A lot is accomplished in this with very few words. And we really see the power of Christ in the power of the Spirit. And we also then see what happens when people have faith. Even when people have faith, but then they start to falter, it, Jesus is there telling them, hey, don't, don't be afraid. Just believe. I just find this to be such a cool and uplifting chapter. Often I think of, of being great. You have to be so strong. You have to be so knowledgeable. There's so many things you have to do. And yet the reality is you don't. Jesus is there to take care of us. He's there to walk us through the challenges. So with that, let's go to chapter 5, verse 1. They went across the lake to the region of the Gerenesis. When Jesus got out of the boat, a man with an impure spirit came from the tombs to meet him. This man lived in the tombs, and no one could bind him anymore, not even with a chain. For he had often been chained in hand and foot, but he tore the chains apart and broke the irons on his feet. No one was strong enough to subdue him. Night and day among the tombs and in the hills he would cry out and cut himself with stones. When he saw Jesus from a distance, he ran and fell on his knees in front of him. He shouted at the top of his voice, What do you want with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? In God's name, don't torture me. For Jesus had said to him, Come out of this man, you impure spirit. Then Jesus asked him, What is your name? My name is Legion, he replied, for we are many. And he begged Jesus again and again not to send them out of the area. A large herd of pigs was feeding on the, hill, the nearby hillside. The demons begged Jesus, send us among the pigs, allow us to go into them. He gave them permission, and the impure spirits came out and went into the pigs. The herd, about 2,000 in number, rushed down the steep bank into the lake and were drowned. So even, you know, it's funny, this always reminds me. People say, oh, just believe that Jesus is God and you'll be saved. But 
even these demons knew that he was God. He believed in them. So there's a little bit more than that, I think, when we put our faith in him. Verse 14. Those tending the pigs ran off and reported this in the town and countryside, and the people went out to see what had happened. When they came to Jesus, they saw the man who had been possessed by the legion of demons sitting there, dressed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. Those who had seen it told the people what had happened to the demon-possessed man and told about the pigs as well. Then the people began to plead with Jesus to leave their region. I would have thought they would have been like stoked, but fear of the unknown always grips us. As Jesus was getting into the boat, the man who had been demon-possessed begged to go with him. Jesus did not let him, but said, Go home to your own people and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you. So the man went away and began to tell in the, in the Decapolis how much Jesus had done for him, and all the people were amazed. Verse 21. When Jesus had again crossed over by boat to the other side of the lake, a large crowd gathered around him while he was by the lake. Then one of the synagogue leaders named Jairus came and when he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet. He pleaded earnestly with him, my little daughter is dying. Please come and put your hands on her so that she will be healed and live. So Jesus went with him. A large crowd followed and pressed around him. And a woman was there who had been subject, subject to bleeding for 12 years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had. Yet instead of getting better, she got, she got worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. Immediately her bleeding stopped and she felt in her body that she was free from her suffering. At once, Jesus realized that power had gone out from him. He turned around in the crowd and asked, Who touched my clothes? Yet we all know he knew, right? Verse 31. You see the people touching you, crowding against you, his disciples asked, and yet you ask, Who touched me? But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. Then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet, and trembling with fear, told him the whole truth. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. So she had immense faith. She knew if she just touched him, that's all it would take. While Jesus was still speaking, some people came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue leader. Your daughter is dead, they said. You're my why bother the teacher anymore? Kind of cold. Overhearing what they said, Jesus told them, Don't be afraid. Just believe. He did not let anyone follow him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. When they came to the home of the synagogue leader, Jesus saw a commotion with people crying and wailing aloud. He went in and said to them, Why all this commotion and wailing? The child is not dead but asleep. But they laughed at him. After he put them all out, he took the child's father and mother and the disciples who were with him 
and went in where the child was. He took her by the hand and said, Talitha Kom, which means, Little girl, I say to you, get up. Immediately the girl stood up and began to walk about. She was 12 years old. At this, they were completely astonished. He gave strict orders not to let anyone know about this and told them to give her something to eat. Miracles after miracles he performs. And it requires such little faith on the part of us. He still works miracles today. And having just read this, there's such a cool version or depiction of this chapter in um, by the chosen the chosen the 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 movie the series they covered i think it's in you know uh, episode three of season three that just is out now it makes you cry seeing how much jesus loved the people how he reached out to them how he healed them how he gave himself to them. It's really remarkable. And it's a great TV show. Um, but looking around at some of the commentaries, I found A.W. Tozer, and I, I thought it was pretty pretty good. And, of course, almost everything Tozer does. And <clears throat> Spurgeon, right, are amazing. But A.W. Tozer focuses on Mark chapter 5, verse 30 where it says that once Jesus realized that power had gone out from him, he turned around in the crowd and asked, Who touched my clothes? He writes, Drawn out of yourself by the Holy Spirit. For who knoweth the things of God but the Holy Spirit? Pulled out of the mud of your own ego, so that you have stopped thinking that you are somebody? At last you are delivered from yourself, and are seeking God for himself alone. Think of that little woman centuries ago who pushed herself toward Jesus in the midst of a thronging crowd. Jesus was almost crushed in the crowd which pressed him on every side. But one weak little woman, completely ignoring the pushing and the jostling, and as though she and the Savior were alone, she touched the hem of his garment and was healed. Jesus turned his head and said, Who touched me? There were those around him who answered, That's a foolish question. You're in the middle of a mob, crowded and pushed and jostled. And you ask, Who touched me? But Jesus said, I only asked, Who touched me? In faith, who touched me with love? Many jostled him, but the woman had really touched him in faith and love and wonder, and she was made whole. In our day, there are still the crowds and the meetings and opportunities to reach out to Jesus in simple faith and love. But we have meetings where people revel in the crowd and ignore the Lord. In the midst of our assemblies, isn't Jesus always waiting for someone to disregard the crowd and the circumstances and the traditions and to push through in love and in faith to touch him for his healing wholeness? He wrote this in his book, I Talk Back to the Devil. And I love the the concept. I don't know if all the words are where he gets all the, the dialogue, but I just love the concept of faith, reaching out in faith and in love. Because you really think about faith does require love. Because if I'm not grateful, how can I truly have faith? And if I 
don't love him, how can I be grateful? Which means how can I then also have faith? I don't know. It just seems like so many pieces are intertwined. And yet this woman who was basically, she was an outcast. Whenever the, the women ble- bled every month, you know, they were, they had to be kept away from everyone. <clears throat> they had their own little tents. They were away. You know, they were unclean. And yet here she was, an unclean woman pushing through the crowds. And we see one more time that Jesus doesn't care. God doesn't care about the, the sexes. He loves all of them. He loves all of us. Men, women, black and white, gray. <laughs> he loves everyone because he made them all and he has such compassion on them. He didn't save it just for the, his miracles for the rich. Instead, he, in this book, he does a miracle for an outcast and a leader of the synagogue. He doesn't care. It doesn't matter to him who you are. It matters. Do we love him? Do we have faith? Even if that faith is weak, do we love him? And do we have faith in him? So anyways, I just, this, this chapter was very, very, uh, impactful to me. And, uh, anyways, let's close up with a quick word back to God and, and we'll go from there. Thank you, Lord, for your word. I praise you for, for loving me. I am so grateful. I don't know where I fit in the, in the spectrum, except I do know where I fit. I fit in, in your family as your child whom you love. So father, I thank you for that. And I'm just grateful. And I lift up this day to you. May we bring you honor and glory and may we make you happy with what we do. And I pray that we would love you with our whole heart, our whole being, our spirit, and that we would love our neighbors as we love ourselves. May we grow closer to you and live for you. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, thanks for joining me at Just a Guy and His Journey Back to God. I hope you have a great day.